live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You know what I'm saying? Change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, we are off to the races. Really, really excited about this one. Pardon if I'm out of breath. It's been the last crazy 10 to 15 minutes. My computer crashed, and I, of course, wanted to respect our guest time. The Twitter or the Skype God smiled upon us, but we are off to the races for another episode. As always, riding shotgun, USC Hall of Famer Pat Militich. How are we doing this afternoon, champ? I'm doing wonderful, doing wonderful, besides the storms that are hitting us. But, you yeah. know, hey, that, that helps the farmers. Well, it definitely keeps the uh, plants growing, and we are in the Midwest, so that tends to happen. Again, so very excited to have our guest on today. If you've been listening to the show for the last maybe three or four years, especially over the last two months, we've been talking very, very heavily about Agenda 21. As we all are kind of losing our mind in moment-to-moment survival because of this, almost the, the checkers game, if you will, the chess game has been planned and is being played out. Uh, like again, planned for a very long time. We've gotten into it a little bit, but not near as deep as we're going to get into it today. So very thankful for her time. Rosa Corey is our guest today. She is a researcher, scholar, author, author of Behind the Green Mask, UN Agenda 21. Rosa, how are we doing this fine day? Wonderful. I'm great. How are you? Every day above ground is a good day, I have to say. Counting, <laughs> That's right. We're vertical. Counting, That's good. Yes. Counting our blessings for sure. Uh, again, thank you so much for your time. And I know I, I, you don't seem like that type of person, but uh, you could have been exhausting yourself for these last month or two with your victory laps, if you will, high-fiving yourself. Ah. I told you so. Because, again, I've been a fan of your work for years. You have been sounding this horn of Gundor, this alarm bell, for so, so very long. And uh, it's just literally playing out right in front of our eyes. And we're going to get into it. But if you don't mind, and I... Again, I know you've been doing this for a long time, so you're going to maybe acquaint yourself to our audience who might not know who you are and maybe explain a little bit of the things that you probably explained many times. Your background, if you don't mind, um, how you kind of got into specifically getting into Agenda 21. Great. Well, you know, not to uh, not to bore everybody, but, um, you know, it is I you know, it's this is this is where I established my credibility, yes. I guess. Um, I was uh, an expert witness, and uh, I'm an expert in land valuation and uh, and land use. I was for 28 years um, a district branch chief for the California Department of Transportation, and um, of course testified in court on value and uh, and that was in complex valuations, office buildings, shopping centers, airports things of that nature uh, that were needed for uh, road projects. So, of course, in that capacity, I was required and through, you know, my personal ethics, I my my interest was in uh, providing the highest price that the market would pay for any land that was acquired by the government. And that required me to go, of course, to all the planning departments, all the building departments in all the counties where I was working, which was all nine counties of the San Francisco Bay Area and, of course, also Los Angeles County to, um, you know, to verify potential use. And the point of this is that in about 2002, I started to realize that there was a planning revolution going on, that, in fact, you could not tell what people could do with their property, that, in fact, people were not able to determine 
um, what they could do with their property by right. And, uh, and that was shocking. That was new. And what I didn't realize was that the United Nations Agenda 21, Sustainable Development, um, had filtered into the United States by that time. And um, the uh, American Planning Association, which is a partner in this plan, had changed the planning departments of the entire United States. So um, I, I was shocked at this. I was thrown out of planning departments because, you know, actually had to have a county supervisor get me back into Marin County. Um, and uh, through discovering that there was something going on with land, um, I, I also at that same time uh, decided to do some community service, uh, supposedly. I decided to, uh, to, you know, I've read Michael Moore's Dude, Where's My Country? And I thought, mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to get involved. I was a left-wing progressive. Um, I'm gay. I'm just, you know, the whole left package. And uh, so I said, well, I'm going to go do something. And I got elected to a, uh, an oversight board for a huge redevelopment area in my city, in a city where I own property, Santa Rosa, California. And while I was sitting on that committee, and this ties totally into Agenda 21, not going off topic here, no, unfortunately. No. Um, uh, while I was sitting on that committee, I, I, I one of the project books, this, this project went uh, from the north end of our city all the way to the south end. I took a look at this thing because I was used to reading um, environmental impact reports and all of that for my, for my, my personal job. And I looked at that. I said, hey, this is either really severely, impact, really wrong, really a lot of errors in here, or it's fraudulent. And when I reported that to my city, thinking that, hey, they'd go, hey, thank you, Rosa. Cool. We'll fix that. <laughs> Uh, instead, they came after me, uh, tried to get me to lose my job, put articles in the newspaper about me, um, attacked my partner. I'm, I'm, I think I might have mentioned I'm gay, um, and uh, just the, the whole thing started to come apart all, all, you know, all over the place. And I was shocked. I decided that hey, we couldn't just let this stand. Mm -hmm. So my partner and I created a nonprofit. We sued the city of Santa Rosa to stop this plan. And in uh, getting involved with other property rights people uh, who happened to be on the conservative side, I uh, discovered United Nations Agenda 21, Sustainable Development. And although at first I thought, ah, no, this can't be real. This is some right-wing <laughs> thing. These people are just out of their minds. So this is nuts. Um, my partner said, said to me, hey, you know, you're a researcher. Why don't you take a look at this thing instead of just dissing it right off? And so I was embarrassed. I was like, okay, better do that. And, and the more I read, and I'm, I'm talking about reading source documents, because as I said, expert witness, I have to testify to uh, direct fact. I, I never could just give my opinion right. in court uh, without showing that I had support for it. So that's what I was doing. I, I, I discovered United Nations Agenda <clears throat> 21, Sustainable Development. And what that was, and then uh, spent the rest of you know the rest of the last uh, I don't know 15 years or so <laughs> uh, speaking about it, deep diving if you will, and just to you know let that's everybody right. know Agenda 21, and that's just so beautiful you know doing research for your show, my show or the show, and and listening to you. This is not a conspiracy theory, ladies and gentlemen, and they they, they frame it as if it is because what you, the way you describe it and the, the implications of this is so way out there. This was something they established Agenda 21, uh, 179 countries in 1992 at the Rio Earth Summit on Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And this, I mean, as you're going to lay it out, I mean, this that's what's so crazy to see what's happening now because almost 
by the number. I mean, this is an action plan of, as you say, inventory of control, a wide array, data mining, controlling us, how we eat, our food. Explain, if you can, how this, how vast this this net is and the impact of this. And you say it's a global plan. I heard you say Trump can pull out of the Paris Peace Accords if he wants to because it's a global plan that manifests locally. Talk to us about all of this and all that this encompasses and changes. Great. Well, okay, what is United Nations Agenda 21 Sustainable Development? First of all, sustainable development is Agenda 21. So you hear that term, you talk about being sustainable, you think you're all cool. Yeah. Uh, what sustainable development is, is development that meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their needs. That is the United Nations definition of it. Uh, and you say to yourself, well, hey, I'm not compromising the ability of anybody to meet their needs in the future. But yes, you are, according to the United <laughs> Nations, the UN Agenda 21, it's a comprehensive action plan. It is the blueprint to inventory and control all land, all water, all minerals, all plants, all animals, all construction, all means of production, all energy, all education, all law enforcement, all information, and all human beings in the world. It is an inventory and control plan. So the goal is to integrate and unify the governance of the world to a single body. And yes, it sounds like a conspiracy theory, hmm. but it is a conspiracy fact. It is not a theory. Well, it requires an ideology and the ideology is necessary to make you think of yourself as a global citizen, right? Mm. And that is a pre-kindergarten to postgraduate school, all through the media. It's everything, uh, and it is, you know, geared to indoctrinate you to this idea that you are destroying the planet, and that you must be part of this. Uh, you know, the individual has to serve others. This is communitarianism. The state is the repository of all power. It's, uh, you know, all men are sub uh, subordinated to it. So it's a complex adaptive system. And governance, so I need to say this because you got to get this because this is what's happening to you now, okay? Mm -hmm. This has been in the works for a long time. Government, you know, okay, it's a, this plan, it's a global plan. It's implemented locally. So it has different names all over the world, and it is all over the world. It's 178 nations plus the Holy See, the, the Vatican that agreed to it. But it's all over the world. It's in, you know, it's, so it's designed so that it has different names, no matter, you know, where you are. And uh, governance is public sector agencies, nonprofits, business organizations, advocacy groups, and foundations, all of them are unelected. Mm. They're running things. So it takes the power of representative government and it completely destroys it. It destroys jurisdictional boundaries. It's supposed to be sort of, it looks like a bottom-up plan, but it is really an end run around national sovereignty. Yeah. It's about destroying yeah. nations. Well, and that's it's interesting. I think that's a very, very valid point. And we've been talking about it. And I've been like, hey, I don't remember the landslide victory that gave Bill 
a gate to control of global policy. Right. And when you talk about this being controlled by unelected boards and commissions, that's what we're talking about. Fauci is destroying people's livelihood because he's mm-hmm. terrible at making models. But again, you've been saying this forever, and here we are seeing it manifest. And another part of this, and it's so crazy because it was so prescient, I swear, this new normal that you brought up in a lot of your lectures and even the language in Agenda 21, the new normal is, like you said, basically balancing individual rights versus community rights. Speak to a little bit about that and this new normal we're all expected to acclimate mm-hmm. to. Yeah, the new normal, the new poverty, the uh, the austerity measures, the uh, the scarcity, um, the new normal. Um, you know, is the propaganda campaign to neutralize and convert, uh, to take out enemies, to uh, to you know basically consolidate wealth. And, you know, through uh, whatever stock market crash, real estate crash, currency manipulation hmm. uh, to transfer wealth, uh, you know, out of the hands of the, you know, it's, this plan is designed supposedly to uh, alleviate poverty. But really what it's designed to do is to transfer wealth to a very small group of, you know, basically globalist controllers. This plan, it's um, if you think about it like this, that global crisis requires global response and that justifies global governance Mm. that gives you your new normal okay because you're not a citizen this is this whole story right oh you're a global citizen remember you know just a couple weeks ago they had the global citizen um concert which they have every year annual concert global citizen one right the you know and and you'll see that word one you'll see that number one one is the most efficient if you're going to and I, you know, I don't want to get distracted here, but you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna negotiate with someone, you want to negotiate with an individual. You don't want representative government where you have to deal with you know the entire Congress. And uh, and so this is designed for efficiency, supposedly, but not for your efficiency. <laughs> this is designed to take your voice away. This is designed to give you the new normal, which is now going to be you have no voice. You're terrified. You're sitting in your, you know, pajamas in front of a screen, you know, with a mask on so you don't, uh, you know, give yourself this disease. Right. So this basically it's de facto martial law. So everyone is the enemy. It's a classic Marxist tactic. And that's what this plan is. It's a classic Marxist tactic. You look at Mao, you look at Stalin, you know, Nazi National Socialism. It's all about making everyone the enemy. And yes. that's just very, been very successful at that. Yeah. I call it the green Marxism. Yeah, right. It is. One of this began. And, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Rosa. Well, no, you know, the green. I mean, that's why I called my book Behind the Green Mask, because uh, the green mask of uh, of environmentalism, you know, it makes you I mean, this if this thing didn't feel good and make you feel like you could do your virtue signaling all over the place, yeah. how cool you are, you know, um, then you'd never go for it. Yeah, uh, that's this thing has to have a green face. Don't you care about the planet? And that's the thing what we've <laughs> talked about as they implement this well-planned out technocracy. <clears throat> it began with essentially your, your eugenics powers in uh, that morphs into your your Maurice Strong's uh, funded by the Rockefellers, which moves into, you know, your climate change. And then that becomes less socially palatable. And then we obviously have terrorism, which in- institutes another mechanism and apparatus of control. And then now Corona has just pretty much put the cherry on top of, of I'm sure they got much more to do, but this is ushering in what we've talked about, you know, the smart grid, the Internet of Things, the technocracy, where everything, like you said, is tagged and bagged out of the rural areas and pushed into these megacities. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I said recently on somebody's show, I said, you know, if they could have arranged for a, an alien landing, they would yeah. have done that. Okay. Uh, you know, this is, you know, but this was so much more possible. And I think you made a, a comment about Fauci being bad at um, at modeling. Uh, you know, in fact, uh, that's the signature of this thing. And it's the signature of all of all of this is that you can go back to uh, the first uh, major computer model uh, book, which was Limits to Growth in 1972, which, uh, you know, was a sort of a neo-Malthusian thing that said that, yeah, there's too many people using up too much stuff, as mm. Ted Turner says, and that, uh, you know, you got to not have kids. Well, I was 16 in 1972, and I did not have children, and neither did a whole lot of baby boomers, because we were uh, indoctrinated with that terror that we were destroying the planet. And uh, this, you know, terror is... Um, is a major element of this. We're being terrorized. The war on terror is a war on you. And, uh, you know, the war on the virus, as, as someone, uh, you know, adapted my comment, uh, is a war on you. And this is, uh, you know, designed this way. So this modeling, you know, I wouldn't say it's done cor- incorrectly. I would say it's done perfectly correctly in order to achieve the outcome, yeah. which is to, you know, to uh, de facto martial law. And implementation of the virtual world. That is what you're going to get. Wow, it's so spooky. It's so spooky. And and part of this, you know, the three E's, if you will, economy, ecology, and equity, social equity. Break down how that fits into this model. Yeah, okay, so Agenda 21 really is a real plan. And, uh, you know, it takes itself very seriously. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, and, and let me just say also, uh, Agenda 21, the agenda for the 21st century. It's not 2021. It's the agenda for the 21st century. That's a 100-year plan. So when you see Agenda 2030, that is 30 years in. It's a 30-year milestone within that 100-year period. So uh, don't be thinking that, oh, Agenda 21, it's been eclipsed by Agenda 2030. No, that's not the case. Uh, in fact, you know, that is a milestone year. And that's when, you know, they, they just do, they do this every once in a while. They true up their, their, um, their sustainable development goals, their millennium development goals. But um, so uh, anyway, Agenda 21 is the agenda for the 21st century. And it's designed... Uh, Oh, I can't believe I just spaced out your question. Can you, can you repeat it for me? You remember? Uh, the three E's. Ah, thank you. Okay. Now, it, as I said, it takes itself very seriously. So um, there's an image that goes with Agenda 21, and the image is uh, kind of a Venn diagram. It's these three interlocking circles. It's uh, economy, ecology, and social equity called the three E's. And um, so everybody thinks they know what economy is and everybody thinks they know what ecology is uh, or the environment. Uh, social equity is, is a big part of this, and I'll go into that in a minute. Where, they're, where they meet in the center, so it's a Venn diagram, so where they meet in the center, that's, um, that's a balance. Everything's in balance. And that term, there's a lot of jargon terms that go with Agenda 21, yes. uh, including green, uh, balance, um, you know, there's so many bike, bikeable, walkable, uh, sustainable. You'll see. Yes. It's of course, sustainable is yes. a big one. Smart is another big yes. one. Smart is sustainability. Listen, this is what smart is. S M A R T sustainability, monitoring, assessing, rating, and tracking. Wow. You, 
Okay, so you got your three E's, uh, environment, ecology, uh, uh, economy, and social equity, and when they're all in balance, supposedly you have uh, what you're sustainable. Okay, but that's, you know, this is just, like I said, it's the green mask. This is, uh, you know, it's not really about that. It's really about um, redesigning the planet to this new model. So uh, it's about getting you out of the rural and suburban areas uh, and into where you, of course, where you could be independent, maybe use your own water, use your own land. You thought it was yours, but it's not <laughs> really, or, you, you know. Okay, uh, getting you out of your independent potential and moving you into city centers, dense city centers, where you could be more easily managed, controlled, and surveilled. And of course, the cover story for this is that you're going to be, you know, global warming. You're going to be using less energy. You're going to be uh, more efficient. You're going to be, um, you know, living in your smart growth unit, uh, <laughs> not driving a car. You know, you've got your gig economy, so you don't need to own anything. And, um, you know, this is the story. That's that's the green mask of this plan. You're going to, you know, use your public transportation or whatever. You're going to take Uber and use somebody else's, uh, you know, stuff. And um, but really, the plan is really designed to make you dependent. And you're going to see this now. We have really warp speeded in here, yes. uh, you know, and not to use uh, the president's term of warp speed. But, you know, I thought that was kind of funny. But, you know, really, we are. That's where we're at now. Um, you know, uh, you have ignored this at your own peril. And now uh, too late. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say it's too late because I am definitely going to talk. We're going to have some time here to talk about what you can do. Um, and you need to do something, okay? Uh, you, you who are listening to me, you are the resistance, and you must act because awareness is the first step in the resistance. Yes. Action is the second step, and you must be active in this plan. So this plan, of course, right now is designed to make you passive. You're paranoid. You're you're freaked out. You're stoned. You're um you know you're sitting around in your underwear looking at a screen 24/7. And you're uh, not doing anything much, you know. Uh, you clicking a like, sorry, is not being active. <laughs> so uh, also your government, uh, you know, who who gains from this? I just want to go into this for a sec because, you know, obviously you don't have any more street protests. Um, Hong Kong, France, um, you've got no in-person government meetings. So those of you who actually did go out to your government meetings and speak, no government meetings now. Uh, you've got no public speech. You've got governors who are now 10th Amendment dictators. And, uh, uh, you know, you've got this $2.2 trillion bleeding and with the, with the House asking for $3 trillion more. So uh, it's bleeding your economy, destroying your economy, destroying your independence. And this is Agenda 21. Agenda 21 requires the uh, transfer of funds, data, and, uh, and information or tech from the developed nations to the lesser developed nations. That's how they refer to them at the United Nations. And uh, that's what this is doing. It's an artificial scarcity and austerity plan for the West, for the more developed nations, and uh, a way to bring up to a certain level the less developed nations so that they can be uh, also more easily managed, controlled, and surveilled through technology, through uh, you know virtual means. Sweet gosh. And this has been planned forever, right? So the slow mm -hmm. rollout, they can't just like, I think I think they gauge the metrics. They can't do like hard Nazi-style authoritarianism anymore. They have to, like you said, use these very palatable words but still be enslaving you, 
You know what I mean? It's, it's they have to roll yeah. this out very slow and incrementally, not to alarm people, but also as a part of, uh, I think you call it the Delphi technique. Like, oh, my God, you guys are so, so smart for coming up with that idea, even though they're just falling right into the trap that, that was laid out for them. I know it's such a, it's actually a very beautiful plant. And, you we know, I mean, we, we, it is we couldn't have, you know, we hit it hard in Santa Rosa. We couldn't have been as successful as we were, uh, you know, in the town that I uh, first uh, came across it if they hadn't had their C team out there. Uh, that's right. what they've got across the country. They got their C team running that. But the B, the B team and the A team are really out there. And um, what you're saying, you know, incremental change that can be accepted. And uh, uh, social change, the way we're experiencing it, global upheaval, social restrictions, enforced obedience, financial collapse, terror, uh, it's only new in its scope. All revolutions use these techniques. So, uh, you know, this is not new. Right. What it is, though, it's complete, it's pervasive. And the, the plan is designed, I've, I've done some posts and I've talked about this, that there's no Switzerland in this fight. <laughs> there's no little crack you're going to be able to fall, fall into. I, you know, a lot of people say, oh, they're not getting me. I got my guns. I'm out there in Montana. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe they'll just, you'll be a little bit behind. But, the, you know, unless you fight now, it's not, you know, you have lost. You're dead man walking. You've got to fight this plan. You well, must fight yeah, it. It's been that, like, what do they call it? The death of a thousand cuts. You know, you, I think you referred to it. And we said it. They've pretty much inverted the planet in like two months. It's been a bloodless coup, as you've mentioned it. And, bloodless coup d'etat. That's and it's correct. It's a very short period of time. Yeah, it's incredible. And, you know, I used to read about... Um, the neutron bomb, and as I understand the neutron bomb, it just kills living things. So uh, it's so effective because you still have all the structures standing yeah. that you can, you know, then as the invading army go and take out and, and utilize. And this plan, um, you know, it's about digital cities. It's about taking over the sovereignty of, uh, you know, of the na nation state. And instead, it devolves on to the megacities and, you know, uh, get a look at Garcetti from Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, get a look at your governors. Get a look at Cuomo, at Newsom, Whitmer. This is the new, uh, you know, this is what you're looking at. These are digital cities. This is mega regions. This is the plan and this is the way it's designed. In fact, if you look at America2050.org, which is a plan of the Rockefeller and Ford Foundations, this is the real deal. Uh, I'm not making this stuff up. I wish hmm. I was. Yeah. Um, it, it breaks jurisdictional boundaries. And the point of that, you know, I say that, it's like, oh, what does that mean? Okay, well, what that means is that you, uh, you, you know, in the United States and other countries, we vote for, you know, our city, county, state, and fed, or province, or parish, or whatever it is. But breaking a jurisdictional boundary means that you have no voice. So a megacity is actually a regional uh, segment of some uh, population. So it might be Cascadia, which is part of Washington State, part of Oregon, part of Idaho, and part of British Columbia in Canada. That's a mega city. Is this all a and, part of what you call the Wildlands Project? Well, the Wildlands Project is where you're not going to be. And it sounds like you might actually be out in the <laughs> Wildlands. Uh, I know that's where I am. Uh, but we're not going to be out here long because the design of this thing is to get you out of mm. the rural and suburban areas. So the Wildlands Project is one of those things that you hear about it and you think, ah, this is ridiculous. Who in the hell would ever believe that they could ever? This is crazy, right? You hear these things and you think, no, these people can't be serious. Oh, they are. They're quite serious. And not only that, but they have millions of dollars of funding 
And a lot of these groups are um, are funded, not just funded, but founded by the federal government. So you find a smart growth, hmm. uh, the Smart Growth Project, which was the EPA, along with a bunch of environmental groups. Um, and, and, okay, the Wildlands Project, which is, you know, these guys that are like Earth Firsters. I don't know if you guys remember Earth First. I do, I do. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, these are terrorists. They're domestic terrorists, uh, just like, you know, Bill Ayers and Bernadette Dornan. These people are domestic terrorists who are now in your universities teaching. Yeah. Uh, I met and, him. I uh, met Bill Ayers before, actually, in college. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, what a charmer. So, you know, this is, uh, okay, so this is how they do it, right, is that it gains legitimacy and funding through uh, your educational system, your university system, which is designed really to uh, to call out the people who have value and to own research and innovation, and also to fund uh, these globalist plants. So this is kind of how it works. So, yeah. The Wildlands Project is a real project, and it was it's designed to, uh, you know, they have one of their plans is, um, what is it? It's Yellowstone to Yukon. Just just picture that in oh, your mind. Wow. Yellowstone to Yukon to create a corridor, a very huge corridor that actually encompasses several states um, to make it so that animals can move freely. And there's one that's called Spine of the Continent, which uh, goes down the middle uh, goes all the way from Canada into Mexico. And when you look at uh, the North American Union, which is uh, now called, um, this is not the North American Union, they call it the, um, uh, what do they call it? The um, the uh, USMCA, right? That is the North American Union. And, uh, and that's a real deal. And that's designed to uh, implement sustainable development uh, through the three, uh, these three former nations um, that are, you know, now going to be the North American Union. Well, that's so, that's yeah. the other thing that you said they use certain trade agreements like NAFTA or GATT yeah. to kind of, you know, erase these these lines. And you kind of mentioned, you know, the role re the role regionalization has in larger globalization. Right, and that's you know, if you want to get a look at that, take a look at the EU. That's uh, what is it, twenty six, twenty seven countries, uh, all rolled up into uh, one little ball that's held under the thumb of Brussels, uh, the European Union. And, um, you know, I could, you know, I wish we had more time. I could go into how that works, and it's shocking. But, uh, yeah, you, you know, you have no voice. So, as, you know, as we're saying, this is an incremental plan. It's a global plan imp inc implemented locally. So uh, they can't, you know, just do, as Zbigniew Brzezinski said, you can't just do this whole globalization thing in one big jump. you got to do it in incrementally so that you can, you know, erode the sovereignty of uh, individual nation states. So the interim step is regionalization. So globalization is the standardization of all systems. And when you look at systems, that is, uh, you know, uh, all systems, right? Your educational system, your legal system, your, your food system, everything, political. Um, you know, and economic. Okay, when you if you want to standardize them so that they can be centrally controlled, you do this incrementally through regional plans. And these regional plans are all over the world. They're all they all have different names, but they're all the same plan. And uh, I, you know, this is a, a short interview, and I'm I'm really hoping that you know, obviously, it's a lot of stuff, and there's great information. We have phenomenal information. On our websites, and also, of course, my book is is really good at what you know, helping you fight it locally, identifying yes. it, and then fighting it locally. Because you know, that's where you are. You're not 
you know, you can you can hate Trump, love Trump, whatever, who cares? But, uh, you know, Trump's not in your backyard. Your city council and your yeah. county supervisors are in your backyard, and they are the ones who are implementing this plan on you. How frustrating right is that to see, you know, over the years, people get so caught up in the right, left, in the extreme tribalism when all, well, this plan is global and affects everybody, race, creed, color. No left, right. No yeah. left, right in this plan. There really isn't. Globalists. It's, you know, up at the top, they're all the same. Not to say that, yeah, you know, at certain times you see one group uh, implementing it more heavily or, you know, funding it or, you know, it's more appealing. This appeals to people who are on the left more. It's the, uh, part mm -hmm. of their worldview. They've been a, they've really bought the they they bought the whole uh, banana there. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they're really going for it. So I know this because I, you know, I spent my whole formative years and up till not that long ago being a, you know, progressive idiot. <laughs> we all learn. We're all works in progress. Yeah, well, and before okay. we before we jump into kind of solutions and the resistance, something that really, again, was has been staring at us right in the face through these documents and through this paperwork. Something in, in one of your presentations I found so, I don't know, it's a 19, I believe, early 90s book called Rescue Mission Planet Earth. Uh, it was written by Boutrous Boutrous Ghali, former UN Secretary General, as, along with the kids of the world, apparently. And there was a line in the book, it said, the planet groans every time it registers another birth. Clearly another layer of, of demonizing human beings. But another thing piggybacking on that is you said how they're weaponizing and utilizing children in this battle. And the first person that came to my mind, you know, God love her, but it's so gross what they're doing to her, is Greta Thunberg. Yeah, of course. Yeah, poor little Greta. Well, uh, you know, that this is, uh, you know, you could you could substitute uh, many, many millions of kids for Greta, right. actually. Uh, you know, you just look around and you look in your back bedroom there. You got one sitting there probably right now. Um, that's what the whole educational system is about. It's not, you know, about teaching you reading, writing, and arithmetic. Right. It's about teaching you to be a global citizen and to, uh, you know, be guilty and feel shame and, and you know, and be mentally ill, basically. Well, and again, going so, back to what you said, I'm sorry, uh, but like yeah. from kindergarten, pre-K till even postgraduate, they're just, it's, they're just, uh, they're just conditioning factors. Just, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just it's an assembly line of drones. Yes, yes. Yeah. Right. So that's what you get, you know, when you're when you're looking at uh, at these young people, children, um, you know, that book, uh, which I'm sure it's flown off the shelves. The UN's probably like, God, how come we have to print so many of these? Um, you know, it's a uh, uh, it's called, uh, you know, as you said, it's the um, rescue you know, mission. It's, planet it's, Earth. A, it's, it's a child's workbook is yeah. what it is. It's a kid's workbook. It's designed to be taught two young children, you know, maybe up to 12, age 12, coloring book. It's real pretty. It's cute. And it's got a workbook in there that uh, you're supposed to uh, use as, as an adult to train children to support Agenda 21 and to make it happen. And, uh, you know, these these things are it's insidious because, you know, who was it? Was it Hitler? Was it Stalin who said, hey, give me your kid from birth to the age of seven and he's mine for life? The Jesuits, I and, believe, said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't say it? It's real. It's like, hey, you're going to take a kid, you're going to condition them. And they're, you know, that's conditioning that lasts forever. Uh, Pat, so that's you, uh, Pat, if you don't mind your experience of the, the information or paperwork your kids were sent home with to help battle climate change. Do you want to speak to that oh, a little bit? Yeah. One of my one of my daughters who was a, a sophomore, her teacher sent an email home to, of course, all the students in that class. And it was basically how 10, 10 ways that families can help stop the spread of global warming and climate change. And so I went down the list and I got to number six and it said, make sure 
you're vaccinated. And I took that I took that information and I went to the school board meeting because the principal of my children's high school is a far left leaning Marxist. She is she doesn't even understand where her thought process came from. You know, the Frankfurt School that was, you know, infiltrated here many, many years ago. But I went to the school board meeting and I basically laid it out and said this. I hope some of you could answer this question because obviously you're very highly educated since you're sitting on the the school board here in Bettendorf, Iowa. So let me ask you this. And I went through it and I said, can you ask me? And then I got to number six and I said, make sure you're vaccinated. I said, can any of you explain how that helps with global warming or climate change? And they just looked at me like sheep. And I said, I knew you wouldn't be able to answer that. Nobody can. You're all insane. This is what's going on in, a, in the school and it needs to stop. This is indoctrination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, you know, see, this is the thing is that and that's why we're seeing this COVID thing, because the global threat of climate change is just not enough. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, even though everybody is, you know, they they managed to freak out most of the kids about this. But, you know, then when the pedal hits the metal and it's time to change your ways, you're not going to really want to do that. So they had to, you know, look around for something else. And this is very powerful, isn't it? You know, look at what's happening. As you mentioned, as you mentioned earlier, you know, I wouldn't be surprised because of the, you know, suddenly releasing that the government is accepting there are UFOs and Space Force and and Donald Trump talking about the super duper rocket that goes 17 times faster than, you know, the old rockets. I wouldn't be surprised if they pull off. Uh, I mean, this I'm not trying to delegitimize this show at all or myself, but I wouldn't I would not put it past them to bring everyone back together globally um, to falsify some sort of false flag attack with uh, with higher levels of technology that we don't understand yet. Project Blue Beam. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, this is this one's working good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't break it, right? Yeah, right. This is oh man, this is working. Well, it can't it can't good. be it can't be working that good because I got punched in the head for a living for twenty years, and I recognize what the hell's going on. Well, yes, that's, okay, that is that's okay. Let, we can go there. Yeah, you know, let's go there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. to speak to that, I mean, let's just all kind of speak on it here. We've talked about many times on the show, whether it's 9-11, this, this level of social engineering via fear-based conditioning where normal smart people who aren't stupid just literally abdicate and give up any measure of common sense. And, you know, the, the people, you know, Deborah Burks or Fauci can sit there and say, yeah, we're basically inflating numbers to really give some more oomph to this. If it's a car accident, yeah, we'll say it's COVID if they've tested positive for COVID. If shark attack, I mean, I'm almost having, halfway being in jest, but... They're, they're saying anything anymore. You don't even have to be tested to prove you're positive. You just come in with a headache or a shortness of breath or a cough. Like, oh, we got another COVID here. Speak to that, if you will, how people just aren't getting it. And that's kind of yeah. by design. You got the media piggybacking with their narrative, which, of course, then, you know, determines how we perceive things. But talk to us about that fear-based conditioning, how effective that's been. Yeah, well, you know, it certainly worked with 9-11. And uh, if you recall, or you may not, uh, the New York Times reported that 6,000 people died in the trade and the, uh, the towers. Uh, even when it was, it was 3,000, they continued to report that it was 6,000 for a, quite a while, a couple of months for sure. Uh, even when they, you know, they knew for sure that they were wrong, but they continued to do it. And, um, you know, so this is about terror. It's about uh, terrorizing you to the point where you're going to accept data collection, uh, DNA data collection, uh, which, you know, is, is, is part of this plan, you know, that everyone's, everyone's the enemy and everyone's a danger. And, uh, snitch you know, lines. Right. Snitch lines. I mean, that was, you know, Garcetti in Los Angeles, you know, and, and Garcetti was one of the signatories to the uh, 
what do they call this, the, uh, the joint manifesto of the uh, mayors of North America to promote sustainable development in their cities, 100 mayors from uh, Canada, Mexico, and, and the United States. These guys, uh, you know, are about really in consolidating their own power. So that's what, this, that's what this is now. You know, this is everything got thrown up in the air and everybody's grabbing the power that they can. And this is designed for total information, okay? Total medical information for experimentation, population control and reduction, uh, scarcity, global data. Global control is dependent on global data. So uh, anything that terrorizes you to the point where you're going to stick out your arm and go, hey, hit me, you know, <laughs> or where you're going to accept that maybe you won't be able to, maybe that wall is to keep you in yes. and you're not going to be able to leave unless you've got a, you know, a vaccination. That's some pretty heavy stuff. And, uh, and, and you really got to push people to a point where they're going to really accept that. And uh, I think a lot of us are not. And that's what mm -hmm. I want to talk about your comment about, uh, hey, you know, nobody's doing this to me and, you know, I'm not stupid. I, I picked up on it. And I think that we're, we're there. Okay, we're there. So scary. And when we've talked about it with China being the beta test, this Internet of Things, this, mm -hmm. this smart grid, I mean, they're probably a little bit ahead of us. But as you said, as they data mine, you know, now this contact tracing, the quote unquote new normal is going to be your kids can't go back to school. You can't go to baseball games. You can't do X, Y, Z unless you either have the shot or proof of a shot. And if you yeah. don't, then you can't use public transportation that enters that that social credit score, if you will. Right. Exactly. And the Chinese, I would say, rather than being the beta, they're the model. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, uh, you know, you're right about that. And, and, and this is, you know, this is the plan. I mean, you know, when you're looking at at how they're doing their social credit score, uh, you know, it's exactly, you know, we have the full capability for that. That's what your uh, national ID is going to be. Um, yes. And, you know, they're going to roll that out. Uh, and I bet you that you're uh, and because people are hip. Look, we've got the Internet now. Uh, which was, you know, of course, designed as a uh, for military capability to act. It, it's 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 working both ways. You know, when you go in there and you search on something, that is all collected by Google as a cutout from the CIA to collect everything. You know, you're being collected too. Uh, your interests are being collected. So it's a race. Yeah. We're in a race. And we've had those and fusion that, centers all over for quite a while. Fusion centers, exactly. They are still, you know, this is the fusion centers, the data collection centers where they completely browned out Baltimore. They had to move it to Utah because the thing was sucking so much energy. It was in, in Baltimore. If you turn your light on, it didn't come on. So they moved out to Utah. And uh, thank you, Orrin Hatch. You know, so, uh, you know, hey, Republicans better than Democrats? No, no, no. So uh, this is the thing now is that um, we are in a race, okay? And you need to, that's why you need to be active. It's, you're, you've learned a lot, okay? Everybody who's listening to me, you know a lot now. You know a lot. And now's the time to do something. So uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, you have to go get up, look in the mirror, look into your eyes. That's a really shocking thing to do if you don't do it too often. Go stand there and stare at yourself in the mirror and you ask yourself, what do I care about? Who am I? Is there anything worth fighting for? Do I have any limits in my life? What do I value? And then really listen to your answers and find hmm. out who you are because this is really coming down. And you think you would have been in the resistance in Nazi Germany, don't you? Everybody hmm. listening like to, to me, so, yeah. you all think you would have been in the resistance, right? You would have been white rose. You would have been out there. Well, okay, this is your, you are the resistance yeah. at this point. 
this is it. So research the resistance. There's a great book out there. It's called Total Total Resistance. I think it's by Van Dach. He was a I think he was a Swiss major. That's an interesting book. Um, my book gives you information on how to fight this stuff locally. And you you got to If you're nervous, if you're afraid, if you're shy, forget about that. This is too late for that. Yeah. Now is the time. You know. You really. You know. Quit eating Cheetos and sitting on the couch. This is. Quit smoking dope. Okay. Pacification of the population. Hey, there's no. There's no. It's no coincidence that they legalized uh, marijuana. And yeah. yes, everybody smokes weed. So what? You know. But just don't do it when you're trying to be active. You know, did I smoke before I had this conversation with you? Absolutely not. Do I smoke when I'm uh, going to get ready to write a book or do something or go out and speak in public? No, because why? It makes you passive. It makes you stupid. You don't want to <laughs> do that, okay? Especially the Be weed they got now, boy. That stuff is, that stuff is oh, dangerous. Oh, man, that's nothing like the weed that, you know, we used to smoke when we were kids. I mean, this stuff is a pacification <clears throat> drug. And, uh, you know, you can get it anywhere. So don't yeah. smoke it. Well, and it's something we've talked about. You know, you can't change your behavior. Like you just mentioned, we've mentioned many times, unless you're aware there's a problem, awareness and that, that raising of consciousness to recognize something is wrong. And, you know, in the words of, if you remember the movie War Games, the best way to win is not to play. And we've said many times, man, no matter what grid they set up to make it so you can only operate in society if you do X, Y, Z, you just cannot participate it. Like you said, you have to take stock of what you're willing to put up with. Right. And as Pat has said, as I've echoed those sentiments, what kind of freedom, what kind of lives do we want to leave our kids and our kids' kids? Because that's what we're right. talking about. The older we right. are, I mean, they're less focused on us. They're doing this for, like you said, the next hundred years this plan has played that's out. It. Yeah. You refuse to collaborate, refuse to cooperate. If you only remember one thing, that's it. Refuse to collaborate, refuse to cooperate. If you're donating your time, if you're a volunteer, you think you're so cool. You are so cool. You're out there volunteering <laughs> your time. For who? You better research that group. And I guarantee yeah. you, you put the name of all these groups and sustainability or, uh, you know, uh, green or all the different. I've got a full look at my website. I've got full list of words that you put in without with any group that you're part of and you're going to be shocked you're going yeah. to find out who they are and then pull your support if you're in a union those unions support agenda 21 refuse to pay your dues or pay them under pressure under uh, protest and stand up and tell why in your union hall if you're a teacher if you're uh, in any meeting in any government meeting if you're a manager if you're out there in a public meeting talk about this this is your time to talk about this. This brings United Nations Agenda 21 Sustainable Development is a unifying thing that uh, it's a huge, it's the comprehensive blueprint that encompasses every aspect of your life. So it encompasses all of this. So all of us are fighting it, no matter what element of it we're fighting. So we need to join together and talk about this major issue so that we can identify what it looks like no matter where we are because it always is called something different and so, send yeah and send a link send a link to this show that we're going to be posting you know to your mayor to your city council to your state representatives to your governor and make sure that you emphasize you must listen to this, this is well you know what you got to do you've got to recall all of them because yeah. they are 
look, the International City County Managers Association, the American Planning Association, the uh, UCLG.org, which is United Cities and Local Governments.org, all of these groups, and there's literally millions of these groups. Your your government is part of these groups. You've right. got to recall everybody. Go and run for office yourself. Yeah. And these and these unelected commissions, these Bill Gates, the world, these Fauci's. I mean, we can't they have to be held accountable or just removed or the people who put them in place has to be removed. That I mean, we cannot have people who aren't even elected deciding the future of humanity. That's it. Those people do not represent you. Those people are the enemy. We are in a war. Yes, we are in a war. Get out your sword. Get out your shield. Put on your armor. Yeah. You are fighting. This is a war. They well, are counting on you not knowing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I was saying again, man, for years. I mean, I'd started this down the rabbit hole, 16 years old, finding out about the Kennedy assassination, et cetera, and just haven't come out of the rabbit hole since. And I've mentioned to Pat, and we keep saying it. Study hall's over. The group study time is over. This is the test. The test is right now. Yeah, that's it. Rosa. I'm sorry to agree no yes. thank you so much and obviously as we say to the our guests who are expert in these fields or whatever field we have them on in please come back on a few months down the road we'll see how this develops obviously you know it's not theoretical anymore this is happening so in a few months we'd love to get you back on and see how f- much further we've allowed this to go yeah let's not let's come back in, in let's come back in victory in yes. a few months let's come back and say we have stopped this we have refused to cooperate we have refused to collaborate. We are a free people, and we will live free. Absolutely. Beautiful. She Beautiful. is the author of Behind the Green Mask, UN Agenda 21. Champ, any final questions or thoughts for our guests? No, here? just thank you so much for your time. You know, our, our listeners need to hear, you know, educated voices like yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Rosa Corey, ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you so much for your time. Look forward to talking to you again. Best of luck. Peace and be well. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. There will always be more.